Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Howardell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? I mean, I'm mired in a world of terrible sports. Other than that, I'm great. <laughs> Happy to hear that. You and I, uh, we're, we're, we're a chatty pair. Um, you could say that. And even for us, like I think we set a new record in just how long it took us to actually get into the show today. We uh, we usually record around eight o'clock. It is now four thirty a.m. by my watch. <laughs> I mean, we're movers and shakers, Chris. I don't know what to tell you. What? We don't hold on. back. We, we're out here. We're out here just throwing. If you could only hear the pre pre podcast banter. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to titillate anyone too much with a story they can't hear. But Doug Christie was mentioned. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Doug Christie made his way into uh, into the comments. So I get it. So we have uh, we have a lot going on in sports right now. Your your Philadelphia Flyers are back. The uh, the NBA is back. The 76ers are actually playing right now. Uh, football is going on, and the World Series of Baseball is taking place right now. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. Man, it is really just a uh, just as we're spoiled with the riches of sports right now. I've just decided I'm only going to watch the World Series. It's okay. the only thing that's going to make me happy in life, except for maybe the Flyers. The Flyers have been fine. They've, 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 you know, they've come out hotter than I think expected, uh, which is good. But you know, it, the Sixers are just going to make me mad until I don't know. They're not the Sixers anymore. They're not the current Sixers anymore. And then once that happens, then you know, then it's all it's all for naught. And then the Eagles are just a waste of everybody's time. And effort, if we're being perfectly honest. R.I.P. Joe Flacco. But how will watching the World Series make you happy when it's between a team in our division and a team that I think everyone would prefer to see fail? Because this is what we deserve as Philadelphia fans. We have front offices in this town that continue to allow teams to underproduce, underperform. They don't do enough when they need to. And then we end up watching division rivals mm-hmm. go to the World Series. That's how life works. Without their that's, best player. That's, again, that is how life works. We took the best player from the Nationals. Do you understand what happened? They grew a next best player. Well, he just sprouted. They're always going to be a next best player. Well, he, but he sprouted from the farm system. And, and, and like a sunflower bloomed in front of our eyes. And one World Series MVP or something. Look, Juan Soto's great, but I, if anyone saw that clip of him trying to play hockey last week, <laughs> better stick to baseball. Listen, all I'm saying is that there is nothing more devastating than, than watching a team that you are actively rooting against on a yearly basis. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like a division rival play for a title. And we do that constantly. We do it constantly. I've watched Pittsburgh Penguins raise five Stanley Cups in my lifetime. Now, granted, two of them I was under the age of five, but the other three I was an active adult. Mm -hmm. And I've watched them raise three Stanley Cups. I've watched the Washington Nationals win a championship more recently than a Philadelphia sports team. I've had the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants. They've all won Super Bowls in my lifetime. I've seen one. I mean, the Eagles, yeah, one. the Eagles won like four years ago. What are you it talking about? The Cowboys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Matter. We've had That's the point of it. Phil- the the Philadelphia area has been fairly lucky and fairly, fairly well represented in terms of championships over the last, I don't know, two, twelve years. Two. Hey. Two. Two, two from two. Two from the main line. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh, please. I mean, you can count that if you want, and yeah, I certainly I celebrated won't. them. But but let's 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 really break it down. You want to talk about championships? Major cities winning championships recently, outside of New York, 
and, and even then, they have the Giants. The Giants at least compete and bring home titles. The Rangers have been in a finals more recently than the Flyers. The Lakers have won a championship. The, the Dodgers have recently won a championship. The San Francisco Giants have won championships more recently than the Philadelphia Phillies. And sportsbooks all over the place, uh, I would imagine Bavada included, are absolutely thrilled that the Giants were eliminated because they were set to be one of the, the biggest losses for sportsbooks in quite some time should they win the World Series. The Cubs, Chris. The Cubs have won a World Series more recently than the Phillies. Well, they were due. Uh, well, due or not, they certainly came through. It's, it's things like this that, that you just scratch your head at being a, a what, the, the city of Philadelphia is what, top six, top eight at this point in terms of, it's you top, know. It's, I believe it's top five market. It might even, yeah, right, sure. I remember it being four at one point and it was passed by Houston. So I'm just, it's somewhere in that area. I'm looking. But the fact that we can't have anything nice, the fact that I had to sit and watch Carson Wentz Sunday night grit out a, 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 a fantastic win against a really weirdly bad San Francisco 49ers team. And I'm sitting here with Nick Sirianni. Oh, God. And, and Jonathan Gannon. And we're talking about our strategy in returning to, to some sort of semblance of what looks like something better than a Pop Warner football team. We're talking about doubling down on dog mentality. I, I'm a, I've had enough of the slogans, yeah. enough of the catchphrases, enough of the, the, the shitty graphic t-shirts that I can buy outside of the stadium. I've had enough. Yeah. I want Ho- hopefully Sirianni is going to be selling those jerseys outside okay. of the stadium soon. I, I want a competitive franchise. I want a team that four years from the removed from the Super Bowl isn't in contention for a top five pick with their own record. No. That is insanity to me. Well, I mean, what happened with the 49ers? That that worked out pretty well with them. Again. The, the same with the well, Warriors. But but they but the Warriors was injury related. The Warriors lost lost games and lost seasons due to injuries that occurred. Their yeah, best and this, player, this was the freak injury of the men, the psyche of our, the former star quarterback. How? I, to place all the blame on that and to not, not even consider remotely how poor of a job this front office has done. The reason his psyche was broken, this is, uh, I'm delving way too deep into conversations that, that ruined my Sunday evening. Hmm. The reason his confidence was broken and his world was shattered is that the front office thought they were the smartest people in the room. The guy that owns the team is too involved. This this needs to be a, a situation where Jeffrey Lurie realizes this isn't this isn't build your own dynasty on Madden. This isn't Ultimate Team. But let it is, football, and he won, and he won a Super Bowl. Let the football guys. Do the football stuff. Get out of the way. Stop giving me your recommendations on draft picks. Do something else. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I can't sit and spend a Sunday afternoon barely watching the game, because I'll be honest, I had other obligations, but the parts that I saw were pure misery. Yeah. It's a miserable time in Philadelphia sports. Thank God the Flyers started 2-1-1. One one. If they hadn't, I don't know what I'd be doing. They look like a real team for one. They look like they're ready. They're amplified. They look fast, which they never look fast. I always think they're the slowest team in the NHL. And right now they look like they're fast. I can only hope that they can maintain this. My thought is they won't, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm just, I'm tired. Um, Philadelphia sports has officially drained me. They've drained me of all hope. When, when, in a time where, where hope needs, you need hope in sports, more than ever, the Philadelphia sports market has absolutely taken this hope away from me. And I don't know, I don't know what else to do at a certain point. So that's why I'll just watch the World Series. I'll watch Atlanta versus Houston. I'll cheer for Houston. I don't care. Cheat your way, allegedly, all the way to another title. Mattress Mack will make $32 million on his big, big, big bet that he does every time Houston makes the playoffs. And we'll, you know, we'll just mosey on down the road until... Another rival wins a title. Well, here's what I have to say is, uh, remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things.
and no good thing ever dies. But this is where, so you say that, you say that, and yesterday, you can say exactly what I texted you. It might have actually been Monday. There is, there is a legitimate thought in my head, my dumb head. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was ridiculous. That this team could close the season eight and two. If you look at this schedule and the teams that are on it, there are two teams you should lose to. Lions? No, no, stop it. The Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers. Every other game on that schedule, including the New Orleans Saints game, is a winnable game. You can sweep the Giants. You can sweep the football team. You can beat the Lions this week. The Lions are, are, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to stare at a final where the Lions win their first game. Oh, by like 25 points. There, There is a legitimate shot in my head that I think that this team can close the season with that week of a schedule. We talked all off season, how the opening up of this schedule was the hardest part. And then they coasted to the end with the teams that they play. And they really do. They really, really do. I mean, you have one team left in the NFC South. You have one team left in the AFC West, right? I I think there's only one team left in that division that you have to play. Maybe two. And the last team isn't good. Yeah, no, you do. You have Denver. Mm-hmm. That's a winnable game. Denver is somehow worse than us. Yeah, not they're not, not record wise. They're 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 not good. Their record they should not. They beat three teams with a combined like four wins on the season. They're, they're not. They're not a good team. They're just not. They do get Jerry Judy back this week. Fine, that's fine. Hey, we are our surprisingly our secondary isn't our problem for once. They're not great, but they're not our biggest issue on defense. But I think this is. This is how you talk about hope. Hope is what's hope is what's killing me. I have this hope, this weird hope that we can somehow turn this around. And it's it's absolute insanity. It is the actually, to be honest, it's the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again with the exact same result. Getting up on Sunday going, Eagles game day. Let's go. We're gonna win. And then three seconds into the game, I go, God damn it, we're gonna lose, and this is gonna be and that's what's going to happen every week until we're mathematically eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs, which might be tomorrow. I have no idea. I'm going to stick with my Andy Dufresne quote. I'm fine with that. Shawshank's a great movie. It really uh, is. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, I mean, <laughs> it's, I was going to say it's underrated, but it's not. It's, no, it's highly it's rated. Definitely, very highly rated. Definitely not underrated. And should be. That's like saying that Gone with the Wind is underrated. You know what's... Well, true. Gone with the wind. It's just too long. I can't. I don't have the attention span for it. You're one of those. Uh, one of those TikTokers. You only got the no, TikTok attention span. That's too short for me, Chris. You're talking to a guy who, in the last week since we last talked, made has thirteen the first... TikToks. No, who's watched the first five episodes of the original Twin Peaks series? Bizarre. Yeah, and I, I can't no get you to watch Ted Lasso. Don't tell me this shit that you're watching <laughs> Twin Peaks when I can't get you to watch more Ted Lasso. I have to watch Ted Lasso with my wife. We don't uh, always have time to watch television. This well, the, is the, the issue. kids are going to bed at like six o'clock now. Maybe you, you're the parent. It's not every night. You're parent of the year. You got I all got kinds football. of Ted Lasso time, but you just want to play with your TikToks. <laughs> I don't watch TikTok. I don't even know. I don't even understand TikTok. I am. I have reached the age of I am too old. To get into the newest apps and, and phases. You're the on, only reason you're I on have, Twitch and watching TikToks on your cellular <laughs> telephone. <laughs> the only reason I even have TikTok downloaded. You have TikTok because, downloaded? Because when people would send me links, it wouldn't work. So I'd have to, I mean, I guess it would on their website, but it was always weird and wouldn't load correctly. So I would just click on it. It, would open, it opens it up and then I shut it down. because I don't know. I have no interest in it. I was a Vine guy. Uh, was, Vine was big in the Crone household. Back circa 2014. Just, it was TikTok before TikTok. Uh, yeah, but it's, it, TikToks are too long. I don't need a three and a half minute, I want a three and a half minute video, I'll just go to YouTube. Wait, they're, like, they're that long? I thought they were way Some shorter. are. I've seen, I've seen TikTok, I've, I've been told TikToks can be upwards in the range of like 90 seconds to two minutes. I don't have time for that. Can a TikTok <laughs> Um, there is a lim- there's a limit f- from 60 se- Oh yeah. Uh, this week in social media news, <laughs> isn't, oh, isn't that what people listen to the show for? TikTok Absolutely. increases its video length limit from 60 seconds to three minutes. Yeah. See, 
I, I can't watch three minutes of somebody, you know, lip syncing. Uh, okay, you know, okay, but, 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 but. Only people who have been chosen to receive early access to the three-minute-long videos will be able to produce and upload them on their accounts. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Here's what I'm saying. We should make we should make eleven minute TikToks. What we if we could. just what if we just release the podcast as a TikTok? Why don't we record the pre-show as a TikTok? Because TikTok will kick us off quickly. Hmm. Well, for what? There's no there's no controversial content. No, it's just it's never. It's just the ramblings of goofballs. You watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> um, it's, it's me trying to convince myself that I'm. I'm not going to continue to just buy in to Philadelphia sports. So much like the actual show, if we're being perfectly honest. Right. And cowtailing to someone who uh, you, you're afraid to argue with. because How they... dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just one of those, you know, life comes at you fast. Those, those situations where, like I said, it's just easier to be nice and cooperative. Like that, things would be so much different if you just be nice. People were just nice and cooperative instead of combative and annoying. Damn, I thought you were going to throw a Ferris Bueller quote at me if, after I threw out the, the Shawshank quote there, but you didn't go with it. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That's arguably one of the most recent movies I've watched in terms of like actual date of when it you originally was broadcast. That was like in 1924. <laughs> Matthew, uh, Matthew Broderick <laughs> died late during the Civil War. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ferris Bueller is a great movie. Though. It's, it's astounding. Or outstanding. Not astounding. Ferris Bueller is one of the nine movie posters that we have framed in our basement. Yeah, and absolutely well-deserved. Like, that, that is... It, it, they don't make... And they just don't make comedies now. Like that's that's it's not a that's not a new or hot take. That's just a thing. Comedy just isn't a hot genre right now. It's all action and superhero movies. Like that's that's <sighs> yeah. what it is. And the comedies are like they're like gross out comedies or or sexual misadventure comedies. They don't yeah. they don't make them the classics anymore. Well, it, there's no like, there's no grown ups three. Well, there's just no original, like, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of original idea. Like, and, and somebody will come along and eventually do it. That'll eventually happen. But it's, it's, it, there's just nothing right now for it. And the issue is, is that things are so splintered now in terms of where you can consume content. Yeah. Like, it, like I got an email that said, hey, check out these new episodes of these Peacock exclusive television shows. Mm-hmm. Did I open the email? No. But, I certainly could have, and I would have found out that Peacock has exclusive television shows. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah, I watch AP Bio. It went to Peacock after NBC canceled it. I did know that. That one I did know. uh, Because that's a show that I started. And after like four episodes, just lost it. I just lost it. You didn't miss a ton. I I didn't think so, but I'm a fan of Glenn Howerton. You know, obviously Always Sunny. So you have to you have to give it at least a look. Mm-hmm. It's I did better with Mythic Quest than I did uh, AP Bio. Mythic Quest is excellent. Still haven't finished that first season, but I oh, watched Mythic like Quest seven is episodes. excellent. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's a very entertaining show. It's the second most enjoyable Apple TV show for our demographic, but you can behind what ref- the newsroom. We find Tremorso, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't mean the newsroom. I meant I meant the morning show, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. I, I can't will, watch Michael Scott get me too. I will. I will eventually get around to finishing Ted Lasso. It's just a matter of time. So Son I promise bitch. we can discuss it at some point. Yeah, there's an off season. We're gonna have to talk about Ted Lasso. No, that the there is no off season. The Phillies. Are That's not a thing. I, I imagine <laughs> Sudeikis will be free to come on the show. If only. JS should have got him before he got famous. I'll con. I'll, I'll listen. I'll I'll say it here. I will watch Ted Lasso if he agrees to come on the show. That's fine. That should that should be enough to woo him. Balls in your court, Sedacus. Somebody get it to those people. I imagine he's hearing this right now. I that's true. You're right. I forgot. Well, I I, and I wanted to make an Ant Man quote, but you wouldn't get Ant Man, you son of a bitch. So, Incorrect, Chris. I've seen. I will. I can tell you, off the top of my head, what Marvel movies I've watched. I have watched. 
the first 30 minutes of Iron Man 1 four different times. I have watched Ant-Man. I have watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And that's where the list ends. There's, there's, there is no more on the list. Well, in that case, then you would get the Baskin-Robbins knows everything. Yes. Yes, I would. Although, that's I, what... I think I'm paraphrasing that. However, that so Iron Man, here's my issue, uh-huh. is... Like, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I, I genuinely like that we were, we were like, let's do a tight 35 minute show. We'll just talk about football, <laughs> and somehow we're now talking about Ant Man and Iron Man. Listen, if you can find the over under for minutes recorded on Bovada for the show, it's we're hitting the over oh, every yeah. single week. It's not. It's not a question. However, the issue is with the Marvel universes i would like to watch them in order okay that is what i would like to do if i'm going to dedicate the time to trying to catch up to the eternals wherever we are now it would be to watch everything from start to finish including the series which honestly if i dedicated and we just did one a night we could do it in and like actually did it give me like a month and a half we could probably get it done mm. like if we actually like put our minds i'd, it I'd take the over on that by the way yeah, probably, probably a good idea. I think you're. But I I'm, think there, I think there's 23 movies in. Plus, you'd have some miniseries that you'd have to watch at this point. I, I would. I would put the. I would put the over under at two and a half months. You're right. I didn't calculate the miniseries actually having multiple episodes, but like I, I could potentially sit down and, and actually do it, and and it would be you know, like. But I get to Iron Man, and the first three times I tried to watch <laughs> it's it, like I the second it. movie. It's the first movie. Iron no, Man well, no, that's not true. Hulk is Hulk is before Iron Man, I think. Not according maybe, to these lists. Maybe I've I'm seen. wrong. You it, might, you may be right for all I it know. It definitely came out before Iron Man, but yeah, chronologically, it might fit after Iron Man. Regardless, I can't take Edward Norton seriously as the Hulk. I just immediately <laughs> think of him in Rounders. Ed Norton is not. excellent as the Hulk. The Eric Bana Jennifer Connelly Hulk should never be watched by anyone. But I'm, <laughs> listen. I'm not saying he's not excellent as the Hulk. My point is, is that it, taking these famous people and making them superheroes for me is hard to disassociate that. I don't know why. Why? Just because the, the Nazi in American history X is the Incredible Hulk now? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually a perfect point. That is the most perfect point you could have possibly made. But yes, it's like, like but so if I can't get past Iron Man and I feel like I need to, to then advance, in the in the series, I don't know what to do. Like it, it, I'm, I, I'm not gonna just sit here. Like I'm not just gonna turn on Endgame and be like, ah, you know, there it is. I figured it all out because I watched the last movie in this giant set of things. Right, which in itself it's, is a is a two parter. Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's and it's the same with like it's the same with uh, um, like Star Wars. Mm. I'm just behind. I watched the first of the last three movies. I did too. I I think I've seen like parts of the prequels. At least I've seen the first prequel, the Phantom Menace one. Uh-huh. I've definitely seen like half of the second one. I don't even remember what the name of the third one is. So that's tough. I, and I and I own these. They're somewhere in my home and on DVD. And they're on my Plex. And they're on and the they're Voodoo. on Disney Plus, and which I 100 have Disney access Plus. to. And like the thought of watching this stuff to me seems so intriguing. However. As soon as I would finish up either this or another night, there's something else on to watch or do, and it's just it just gets lost in the shuffle. And then I'm there watching Twin Peaks at you know eleven o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Here's what I'm gonna say: If you can't get past the first thirty minutes of Iron Man, like I don't know, maybe you need to be engrossed into the universe and kind of like understand it and have some some care about what's going on, some familiarity with the characters. But like that's the Iron Man's is uh, when when we did we did our rewatch like God it was probably like a year ago now, uh, but Iron Man was pretty high on my list. So if you can't get through Iron Man, there are going to be like Iron Man two and three, for instance, tough. Yeah, Thor, I have a feeling Thor two is tough. There's some bad Listen, ones. I will make a concerted effort to begin this again and fully pay attention. And we will see how this goes. I can make no promises. I can't say we won't have the same conversation 90 days from now. 
God, but I, I want to fig- figure out a way to make this a show so badly. Oh, we can do it. I just don't we know. can figure it out. I don't know how to do it. Because I, I do not believe the Marvel movies are fair use. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But we could certainly, honestly, that would be something that would motivate me enough to watch it. This may be an off, this may be an off the podcast conversation. Yeah, we're gonna, we got to figure something out. We got to figure out some way to do this because I'm very interested. I want to keep your running rankings of your favorite Marvel movies. Uh, I will say I just got, we just got to Black Widow. I thought Black Widow was actually pretty darn good um i'm very interested in this yeah we'll we'll continue this conversation another time that, honestly that, that that's the that might be the thing that might be the new hope we all come back to star wars well played gregory well look played. at that <laughs> well we uh 10 minutes left in the show <laughs> what a, such a stupid show this week <laughs> such you know, a, Sometimes, sometimes you got to break it up a little bit, buddy. Yeah, man. This this show this week, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm having a good time, but this show this week has like like month four of COVID vibes. It really does. It really does. Where there was just nothing. It was like bubble. Where like the bubble might be coming. Uh huh. Where like we they've like talked about. There's like rumors that the bubble's starting. We're not really sure. The only thing actually going on is ping pong somewhere in Eastern uh, Europe. The Kawum Heroes, man. Never, That's never true. forget. I, for- I forgot. I did forget about the KBO. How dare I? That was a big deal when it happened. <laughs> it really was. It really, really was. The, the fact that baseball was on television was such a big deal. Shout out to Doosan Bears. <laughs> and it's just like random announcers were like just doing it from their, their like bedrooms. I think there are still announcers doing games from their bedrooms. Yeah, but it's 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 far less commonplace now. You certainly do see it, but it's it's nice to have it's nice to have the announcers back in the building. And speaking, I do agree with speaking that. of announcers, um, the 76ers have had a good start. I don't know what's going on tonight, but what have you thought of Kate Scott so far? I have not heard her call one second of it. Uh, mainly because the opening game of the year, I believe I watched ESPN broadcast, not on purpose. YouTube TV just put that first. That's mm. what I clicked on. Well, the op- um, the opening game. That w- are you thinking of the Nets game? How'd you watch the ESPN version? Not that was the home opener. Was the Nets game? The Sixers played a game prior to that. Yeah, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was a national television game. Hmm. In fact, I'm pretty sure. It was. Oh, you know what it was? We were recording Better's Delight during the game. Okay, gotcha. That's how I missed it. Uh, the Nets game, was, which was on that Friday, I think we had something that night or I was doing something else, and I really only saw like the last five minutes of the game, and it was... It was an ESPN uh, game anyway. An ESPN game, yes. Uh, the weekend games, complete blur. I had, you know, so, that's, I'm not going to watch a Sunday game. It's football. Or Monday game. It was, it was Sunday, but... Regardless. It, yeah, yeah, it was... That was tough. Uh, and... I had mentioned this because we had we had gone for a, a hike with Alexa's parents on Saturday, and they're like, "Oh, what are you guys doing on Sunday?" And I was because the Browns were a Thursday night game, and I was like, "Oh, I got the Eagles at four. I think Alexa said uh, the Eagles at four, and then the Seventy Sixers at seven or or six or whatever the case was. One bled into the other, um, and and they're like." Oh, that must be that must be really stressful. And I was like, not really. It's just a lot. Of, like the obligation of it is the stress <laughs> of it. Because I yeah. don't, I don't really want to watch six straight hours of Philadelphia sports. But no, I it's have daunting to because it's on. Talk about ruining your day. Talk about ruining your weekend. Well, and it's not even just that. It's just the fact that it becomes your day, and that's that's the the real kick in the nuts with living on the East Coast. I was like, I I really liked it when games were over at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, and then you had just the rest of the day to accomplish things. I could never get used to that. It was always so weird. Oh, I would kill to have that again. No, no. Give me give me East Coast. Give me sports until like midnight, one a.m. and go to bed. Probably miserable if you're a Philly sports fan or really any fan. Really Don't even get me fan. started on Penn State. I don't even want to get. We're talking pro football. 
That we're, not, shit, we're, that, we're not talking. We that, should that, be. We will be in a second. But uh, from all I've heard in regards to Kate Scott, I've heard it's fine. Yeah, she's, you know? she's been she's been she's been decent. Yeah, I mean you're in you're in an impossible situation following a guy that's been doing the games for almost as long as I've been alive, if not longer. So, you know, like as long as you as long as you can present the game well and you're a, a good enough broadcaster, and it seems like she is, great. I'll watch it. And not only has he been doing the games forever, he's not like like Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Heinsohn has been doing the games forever for Boston. Well, was doing the games forever well, for was. Boston. And uh, like, I just never, you know, no disrespect to him. I just never like. He always came off too homery for me. He was never. I never enjoyed listening to him. Oh, Zoo, you're not from Boston. Zoo was a goddamn legend. Yes, very much so. And friend of the show. And friend of the show. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm like, I'm sure as the season goes on and as football, you know, winds down in like 11 or 12 weeks, I'll be, I'll be much more in tune with the Sixers and the goings on of, of that situation in terms of the announced team. By the way, Philadelphia, the fourth largest market, 2021. Huh, well, look at that. Less championships than all the other ones in the last five years. So. New York, L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Francisco slash Oakland, Atlanta, Houston, D.C., Boston, Phoenix, Seattle, Tampa, St. Pete, uh, Minnesota, Detroit, Denver, Orlando, Miami, Cleveland, Akron. Just keep naming towns that have won championships more recently than us. Well, next to Sacramento. This is a- <sighs> That one's not going right. to do. Well, Port, <laughs> Portland, one's... Oregon, also not going to work. Charlotte, also not going to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Fayette, Raleigh, Durham, Fayetteville hasn't been hasn't been strong since Corliss Williamson left. <laughs> what a drop, Corliss Williamson. Corliss wow. and Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman as well. Unbelievable. Excellent organization. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about football. Week eight in the National Football League. Really have to just direct this a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Thursday night football. Good game. Good game this week. Fun one. Uh, One of the better games of the week, uh, honestly. The Green Bay Packers head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. And Bovada has the Arizona Cardinals minus six and a half at home. Well, the interesting part is going to be the Devontae Adams COVID list yeah alan lazard goes on the list earlier today like it's i mean rogers can make anybody look good he can mm-hmm. but he's gonna he's gonna struggle uh, without them i I still think this is a shootout because i don't think either defense can contain the other in yeah. terms of that and the cardinals are still undefeated like they're they're very good i like the cardinals in this game which which hurts me because i don't enjoy betting against aaron Rodgers, but um it's going to be, I wish Adams was playing because it would make this game that much. I hope he plays if he, if he can. Uh, it makes this game so much more fun in terms of just the amount of points that might get scored. But mm. uh, I, I think I have to take the Cardinals here. Like, Murray, what Murray's been doing with Hopkins, like, they, they slept walk early on against Houston. And they yeah. just turned it on. And it was there was nothing Houston could do about it. Just nothing. Speaking of Green Bay, the leading rusher in that Washington-Green Bay game last year, Last week, excuse me, Taylor Heineke. Congratulations to Washington. They finally found themselves a running back. Yes, they're backup slash starting quarterback. Also, <laughs> congratulations to Zach Ertz. He became the first player in NFL history to score a, a touchdown for uh, two different teams in consecutive weeks. And also had the longest receiving touchdown of his career, game one, as an Arizona Cardinal. Hmm, it's really interesting when you have a motivated player on the field who wants to help your team win. Really interesting. Do you think for a moment Ertz wasn't motivated this year? Because I don't. I uh, think no, I think Ertz I was a good soldier this year. I think motivated isn't the right word. I think it's more focus. Yeah. Is is more of the word that, that I should have probably used because it was very clear to me. Uh, you know, you watch how he how he's been, if you follow him on social media, if you follow the Cardinals, if you look into what's been going on, it, it's very much that Zach Ertz is, he, he's much more focused, it seems, on actually being out there and playing football. Ertz isn't a guy that would have drops, and his, and your, his tenure with the Eagles ended where we would see a lot of dropped passes that easily would have been caught. 
things like that. That's a focus thing. I think we're going to see a much more energized Zach Ertz, and it it can continue on this Thursday. I mean, he there's so many weapons on that offense that he has the ability mm. to sort of just blend in and get open and be the Zach Ertz that you remember. It makes that offense even more dangerous than it already was. Zach is a goddamn Philadelphia legend. There's no, 100%. No, no two ways about it. And really, first of all, and, you know, I look forward to him retiring as an Eagle one day in the the, the distant future, but uh, really cemented that by wearing the Eagles bracelet day one at Cardinals practice. Yeah, absolutely. The guy, the guy is, I tweeted it the day that they traded him. Just retire the number now. Yeah. Just don't be, don't, don't be like, don't even mess around. Just put it in the rafters because nobody else should wear it. it it's. He's he's everything that you would want out of a superstar player, and that's exactly what you got for, you know, eight years at tight end. It was a superstar player. Yeah, Every I'd, I'd be very there. surprised if anybody wore that number again. I, I, I revolt. I would revolt. I'd I'd be the guy. You know, all those fans Ben Simmons was talking about. I'd be the guy. Okay. I'd be the guy down there. You're leading the group. The better's the better's the light led group. Just booing whatever third string tight end was wearing the jersey. Yeah, fuck you, Tyree Johnson, or I forget what you're... (laughs) Jackson, I think. Jackson, thank you. I knew I was in the vicinity. Um, This is not the game of the week. The Carolina Panthers head to Arizona to take on... Nope, head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And Bavada has the Falcons minus three at home. Boy, Carolina stinks, huh? Sure do. They are. And, And, like, I get it, because obviously you're missing Christian McCaffrey, and he plays a huge role in that offense. Yeah. But, but... I mean, Darnold is just, just bad. Biggie benched. I, he's he's not good. And Hubbard's whatever. And they don't you they can't get the ball to DJ Moore because Darnold stinks. Like, well, the offensive line also stinks. And I well, think just like we saw with Carson Wentz last year, it's it's difficult to look good if your offensive line isn't protecting you. That's true. That's very true. I definitely, I definitely agree. But. I mean, Matt Rule's got to figure it out because they've gone on an absolute slide and McCaffrey's not back for at least a minimum another week. Uh, oh, I thought they said I thought two. they said six weeks, potentially two weeks ago. They put him on that three that like that, like short term. IR. Well, all IR is three weeks now. Yeah, well, that, that's too confusing for me. Just so, three, it's three weeks. You can come back after three weeks. There's nothing confusing about it. But like, well, their season ending IR. That's a thing. It's got to still be a thing. Or else, or else, all of football is a complete sham to me. Um, but I, I looked up Christian. Sorry, I looked up Christian McCaffrey to see how long he was going to be out. And they have the people, you know, the um, the people always ask like with the questions that are asked about the players. And first thing under Christian McCaffrey above is McCaffrey coming back, and above what week is McCaffrey coming back? Is does Christian McCaffrey believe in God? Well, it's a hell of a Google search. Uh, I don't even know why. Know. Like why? Not sure. Would that be a thing? Not sure. I don't know. Well, regardless, uh, they stink without him, and it's just the, the wheels have come off fully. Um, and that's why you keep hearing the Deshaun Watson thing getting floated out as Carolina as being one of the potential suitors. So we'll see what happens. Um, the well, Falcons. Just while we're on the Panthers, let's can we talk about the fall from grace that Joe Brady has had over the last year? I mean. Is it in, is it possible that this guy who was res- partially responsible for an offense with the number one overall pick, two of the best wide receivers to enter the NFL in a decade, a first round running back, and another second round wide receiver may have been propped up a little bit by the talent around him? Well, I mean, that's always going to happen, though. Like that, that's always the case in, especially in sports in today's society. Like. Uh, quick success, you're anointed the greatest mind of all time. And then, you know, once adversity hits or you don't have that level of talent that you really had. Sure, exactly. Once you, once, you, once you get into that situation, it becomes a lot tougher. And it makes you wonder, you know, was that guy, is that guy as good as we thought he was? Or was it the people around him that, look, they're all thriving. Now Brady's also operating with a... A very pared down thing. He's not making those personnel decisions for that offense. You know That's what I true. mean? He's not the guy drafting the O line. He's not the guy signing O linemen. He, he, you know, he can't. He can't. Well, maybe he could. He could. 
you know, keep Christian McCaffrey's hamstrings warm so he doesn't pull them in the middle of a game, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's spending his time doing that. So to me, to me, it's hard to make that judgment because remember, he's the guy that had people saying Sam Darnold was back just a mere four weeks ago. I know, right? but I'm, it's just, he had the amount of talent that he had. Like, I feel like if I was the quarterback's coach for that LSU team, probably still would have won the national championship. Yeah, probably. I mean, that, that, that's a very real potential. Do they? I mean, I could have called the place too. Do they have the coach suggestion option for every play? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're just gonna th- we're just gonna throw a slant across the middle of the field. We're gonna get a little separation. Uh, but, but I mean, really, like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and so on and so on. That's just that's an unfair amount of talent for a college offense. Coach O knew how to recruit, buddy. He got it. He got them the talent that they needed. Well, Jamar Chase put him in the right position. Jamar Chase was a four-star recruit who decommitted from Kansas to go to LSU. That's a Les Miles thing, though, isn't it? Isn't that that, that kind of makes sense? That Les Miles is probably the guy that originally recruited him to LSU, and then Les Miles leaves while he's being recruited. Kansas, hey, LSU, come to yeah, Kansas. Yeah. Hey, come to Kansas, and then Les Miles obviously leaves Kansas, and that or people realize that. That timeline probably doesn't work out for less, the less miles thing, but but people realize how talented Jamar Chase is, and they they were able to figure it out and get him away from Kansas. Like yeah, he's, that, he's pretty good. Remember when we nah. were talking about like how he was bust because he dropped some passes in the preseason? Didn't couldn't catch. That was that's what I was told. I <sighs> I read that multiple times. Like eight catches for two hundred one last week. Um, what was your pick for this game? I like the Falcons. Okay. I just again like the Falcons are a team that that just. They love to make every game as difficult as possible. Yeah, they they didn't cover the two and a half last week uh, in a game that they were clearly should have just been dominating. Uh, but I, I I just can't get away from Matt Ryan. I don't know what it is. Calvin Ridley. There's just Kyle Pitts. I think I saw on Twitter um, that he has the most receiving yards for a tight end through the first seven games of his of their career. Like that's weird. I thought Kyle Pitts was a bust after. One. Right, like we make these snap judgments, and now all of a sudden, hey, they they kind of figured out how to use him a little bit, and he's been pretty impressive uh, in the past few weeks, and he's been racking up yards. So the way I'm, to use uh, him was to have all of the wide receivers injured. By the way, well, that 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 certainly helped <laughs> put the focus on him a little bit more. But you could say that the defense then had to focus on him a little bit more. Yeah. So you know, fair enough. I, yeah. Speaking of Jamar Chase, he and the Cincinnati Bengals, the uh, the division-leading Cincinnati Bengals, head to New York to take on Joe Flacco and the New York football Jets. Bavada has the Jets plus 10 at home. Talk about a homecoming, huh, for Flacco? Bringing back that energy, Mr. Spaghetti? The spaghetti, the spaghetti man? Exciting it's times sp- in New York. Uh, old spaghetti-armed Flacco? It is. Whew. Man, I mean, you you feel for the Jets. You, you have not really the Jets, but more their fans. Yeah. Like, can we just have one season where things don't just completely go off the rails? We lose by a hundred in New England for like the four hundredth time in a row, and then you present us with this, with the Bengals, the, the arguably the hottest team in the AFC. Yeah. A, a team looks like it's poised to make the, the turn. I mean, the Jets are going to get obliterated, and it's uh, you could. Oh, you don't believe the, in Mike White? Uh, no, no, I don't. Um, you, you could say, oh, but the letdown factor. You can't have a letdown game when your opponent is the Jets, right? You just can't. Well, also when you're not really expected to be a, a you're you're a team playing above their heads. Like I could see a letdown factor if this was like the Steelers or the Ravens or somebody like that, but the Bengals aren't to let down yet. No, they're they're on the rise. Right. They're the team that's out there to prove, hey, we actually matter. Turns out we didn't need a draft though, lineman. We drafted legitimately a guy who is doing things that we haven't seen in since Randy Moss. Let's just be let's put it right out there. Well, ever he, I believe, right? The, he he like Kyle Pitts has the most yards ever for a receiver through uh, X number of games. Yeah, it's it's astonishing how good Jamar Chase has been and Burrow. And him have that connection. Maybe everyone who doubted that draft pick, including myself, who questioned the idea of not protecting Joe Burrow, 
maybe we were wrong. Uh, maybe we were wrong, and this is the, the, the thing that they needed to really maximize that offense. Keep Joe Burrow upright. Let him throw the ball to Jamar Chase. Jets could win by four touchdowns. Or the Bengals <laughs> yeah. win by four touchdowns. But, by the way, it, it, that's all well and good until the next time his knee snaps in half. Well, of course, but you could say that on any play in any game at any time. With yeah, any but when, when you're a team that has major issues with one unit and then you go ahead and don't address that, you, I mean, they took Jackson Carmen in the, in the draft. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's more pronounced. Well, they'll be able to address it now this year. They've figured everything else out. Might as well address it now. Right. Mid-teens pick or whatever they're going to have, early 20s. The Los Angeles Rams head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Really tough couple of weeks for the Rams. Bavada has the Texans plus 14 and a half at home. Who makes the schedule? I know, right? Like, what? I, I mean, listen, I get, I get that you know, like, you knew the Texans were going to be bad. You probably knew. The, no, no, I'm not even giving the schedule maker the benefit of the doubt in this one. This is ridiculous. I mean, the Rams are going to absolutely destroy the Texans. Like, yep. whatever. You, you you talk about the weird emotional game in Detroit. You know, Goff, Stafford, the whole thing. It was obviously closer than I think most people expected it to be, myself included. This one will not be that. This will be one where Cooper Cup just continues to be, like, apparently the next Jerry Rice, or better than Jerry Rice. He might be better than Jerry Rice and, and Randy Moss and all the GOATs. With the way that this guy gets production, I watched him destroy multiple fantasy teams of mine this this past weekend, just with catch after catch, touchdown after touchdown. Mm-hmm. The defense is too good for a team that has against a team that has no weapons. Even if even if Terod uh, Taylor is back this week, I, I just I mean honestly, if I'm the Texans, Davis, you got one more in you. Go out there and start one more. Let let Terod heal that hamstring for one more week. Yeah, see what happens. Because it is. It is not good. Not good if you're a Texans fan. The uh, Miami Dolphins head to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bavada, another tight game here, has the Bills minus 13 and a half at home. I think this is another easy Bills win. I like the Bills coming off a bye. Miami can't do anything. They don't know what's going on. They didn't have their bye after London. They came back and played Atlanta. Lost a heartbreaker, and now you got to go all the way up to Buffalo and try to figure that that team out. Nah, this is it, it, plus all the trade things going on. Nobody knows what's going on. We're giving up on Tua like immediately. I I just we're it, this is this is it's mayhem in Miami. I don't understand how they could be this bad after almost making the playoffs last week. And like, I mean, Tua had almost three hundred yards and four touchdowns last weekend. Right, but the the people like to harp on the negative and the pick. It's it's instead of taking him for what he's worth. Okay, I get it. He's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. What, twelve games into his NFL career? Like I, I apologize that he's not he's not progressing in that same way. He is a guy that I will continue to go to like to to not understand why we want to write him off this quickly. I, I don't I don't get it. Like mm. I and you're gonna trade potentially for a guy. You don't even know if he can play. Oh, yeah, he's not playing this year. Like, like that is, to me, you want to talk about front office and ownership and mismanagement. That is something that I will not understand. You want to replace Tua? Find somebody in the draft. You want to replace, just like you did with Josh Rosen, or just like, or just like you know, the Cardinals did with Josh Ro- Rosen and Kyler Murray. Like, the, like, these are the kind of things, like, this is, the trade for Deshaun Watson when there is too much unknown as to what is going to happen yeah. in that situation, I don't I don't understand it. I just don't. I mean, they're also the same team that traded away. like, or No, they got the picks from Houston, didn't they? Yeah. For Laramie Tunsil. For Tunsil. Yeah, so eh, maybe they didn't know what they were doing there, but I don't know what they're doing then. I don't know either, but I do know that in this next game, if the Philadelphia Eagles, who traveled to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions, lose, and the uh, Miami Dolphins also lose, the Eagles will have the number one and four picks in the draft. In this case, Bavada has the Lions plus three at home. The Eagles have won four games, or five, or maybe six games since the beginning of last season. 
I think it's something like that. It might be four. It's in between four and six. It might even be five. I don't know. But I saw captivating it, commentary there. I I can't take any more losses. I cannot do it. I can't. I can't physically. I can't do this anymore. If you lose to the winless lions, if you lose to the winless lions, I don't know what to say. I Gardner Minshew. Uh, it's so stupid. It is Gardner stupid. That is, yeah, Chris, me and you have disagreed on many a thing. Uh, it's, the in, it's literally Minshew in the, uh, the, uh, the theme song. The, the Gardner Minshew thing, I will never understand. I will never understand. Whether I say that I don't believe Hertz is the starting quarterback of the future or not, Gardner Minshew is not the starting quarterback of the future. We I saw him in Jacksonville. Agreed, but he is someone who I believe can competently run the offense for the rest of the year. I don't think there's any illusion, certainly not from me, maybe from other people, that Gardner... There is Min illusion from other people. Fine. Well, not from me. No mistaking that. Gardner Minshew is not the future of the Philadelphia Eagles, but I believe that he's a better present of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this offense is being held back, one, by the ineptitude of Nick Sirianni, and two, the inability for Jalen Hurts to appropriately run it at this point. I think you'll see Devontae Smith look better. I think you'll see Jalen Rager look better. I think you'll see Dallas Goddard look better. I think you'll see Quez Watkins look better if Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback. I mean, I just I don't I don't have any interest in watching Gardner Minshew quarterback my my football team. I have no interest in watching Jalen Hurts go five of twenty, you know, and, well, that's... and be the leading rusher on the team. They like have six more carries than anybody else on the team because he pulls down every RPO. Well, I, that I don't disagree with. There has to be something said there, but that also has to come from coaches. Call different plays. But, but you run it because you trust your quarterback's going to make the right decision, and he doesn't make the right decision. Well, Jalen Hurts is incredibly easy to root for. It's just, and I would love him to have have him as a backup quarterback on this team. I have zero interest behind Matt Corral. In, in, I have. Oh God, don't <laughs> even start with me and Matt Corral. Matt Corral is a less accurate Carson Wentz. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I, that is a take I will stand behind forever. He is well, a less accurate. Carson Wentz. Well, you can you can uh, let him know that when he is inducted into the Hall of Fame after winning the Eagles eight Super Bowls. If that's the case, Chris, I'll gladly eat my hat. Um, We've recorded to me, this. So. That's perfectly fine. To me, however, like it, it, there is nothing more infuriating when a player does something in celebration during a meaningless situation. It's the Jalen Mills effect. He get burned four plays in a row, break up a first and ten, like pass and then you know walk away doing the x with his hands and waving it off like, not even uh, break Carter. it up just be in the no. vicinity when the receiver yeah. drops it yes and he, he would give you that celebration jalen rager silencing the crowd making a three possession game a two possession game with like six minutes left it's, in the game it's a damn good catch though i, I don't care. i don't care know the situation Take the ball to the ref. You can't silence the crowd or the haters or whoever you were trying to silence with that move. That is unreal situational lack of awareness. Unreal. Awesome. The Eagles better win or else I'm going to lose my mind. So what's your pick? Oh, Eagles. Cover, money line, whatever it is. I'm surprised they're even favored. Money line at Bavada minus 180 for the Eagles. So not getting great value there. That's why you'll take the you'll take the points. All right, we have to go lightning round for the rest of these. We're gonna we're gonna keep each of these last games within say around sixty seconds. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns in a game that I was originally intended to uh, attend, and then ended up selling our tickets because the notion of the Browns losing to the Steelers was among the reasons that uh, it just wasn't. It wasn't a wise decision to go. Bavada has the Browns minus three and a half. Seems like a really, really good spot for the Steelers coming off the bye week. Uh, you know, everybody gets a little bit of rest. Big Ben gets the rest a tiny bit. And you can kind of game plan for this Browns team who apparently can just plug and play running backs. Dearness Johnson was unbelievable on Thursday Night Football last Nick week. Nick Chubb back this week, along yeah, with Jack so, Conklin. So, I mean... 
the Steelers defense is really going to have to be the, the people that make the difference. Um, I don't know if it's case or Baker, regardless of who it is though. Case. If you don't stop. If you don't stop the running game, you're not, you're not going to win if you're the Steelers. So nah, that's, that's the name of the game in this, in this situation. Like, and your pick Denver. Uh, I take the Steelers. Cause I just think the spots too. It's, it feels like it has to be that in that situation. These and you're getting value with the under being an underdog. That's true. Uh, that in that case, that plus one sixty five money line, not a, not a terrible option. The San Francisco 49ers, who will apparently will still be quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo after one of the the uh, least encouraging signs from a, a head coach possible when it was asked if Garoppolo will be the starter, he basically said, "I guess so." <laughs> uh, heads to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears this week. Bavada has the Bears plus three. I mean, I don't know which team's honestly worse. Like both teams, both teams are in very bad spots. Uh, San Fran can't pick quarterback. Chicago picked the quarterback, but they looked absolutely terrible against Brady and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like Fields, Fields just got he he looked like a rookie, and you know it's it's a hard situation to be in if you're fields but i just don't i i don't i i don't think that the chicago has enough their defense hasn't played well enough to warrant to warrant me putting any faith in them and san fran can run the ball if mm-hmm. they if they can run it and in a game that doesn't have a monsoon mm-hmm. i trust them to win the game by the way the over under at this uh in this game 39 and a half over over yeah. well anytime Begging. you see a 30 man as it's a begging low you number. to take the over. For yeah. sure. Well, it's begging you to take the over. And it's absolutely, which makes me think it's going to be a three to nothing game. Absolutely. I mean, that's how that always works. Except for Sunday Night Football this week, where it was like 41 or 42. Yeah. Uh, up until, like, up at game time, and people, because of the weather, were under, 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 and it went over. That's how yeah. the world works. Tennessee Titans travel to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts, and Bavada has the Colts plus one and a half at home. Colts team is way better than I think people gave them credit for early on. Yeah. Uh, and the Titans are also way better than people like myself gave them credit for. Derrick Henry just keeps having a million touches. And you saw what a healthy A.J. Brown can do for that team. Uh, you know, this is a weird division game. I like the Colts to keep it close indoors. Colts defense is, uh, you know, that weird second half, uh, fourth quarter, especially against the Ravens mm-hmm. aside. That defense is very good. If you can stop the run even a tiny bit, which I know is a tall task, they certainly have a shot to to win this game outright. Weird line here. Not a lot of respect being shown, and justifiably, for Geno Smith. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus just three. If we were like 25 minutes earlier in the show, I would pontificate on... How I can't believe I lost a fantasy football game because of that DK Metcalf touchdown, but I will not because I know we're we're in a crunch for time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the Seahawks just need Russ Wilson back. Yeah. Like they can't use Lockett the way that Lockett excels. They can't use you know the play action, the movement. Geno's whatever. He's not the full reason they lost yesterday, but he certainly wasn't the difference maker that they needed. Pete Carroll just gets too married to the run and. You know, you have this running back by committee with no Chris Carson. It's it's Alex Collins, it's Rashad Penny, it's DJ Dallas, it's Travis Homer. There, there's no consistency, and you're just running the ball. You have you have a freak of nature in DK Metcalf at receiver. That guy needs more than four targets a game. Yeah, like it just you're not going to win. I don't care who your quarterback is. Throw DK the ball, let him make plays. It opens up everything else, literally. And Jacksonville coming off a bye and their first win. I don't think they're going to fare very well against the 12th man. I think that's that line's super disrespectful. Agreed. The New England Patriots head to LA to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bavada has the Chargers minus five and a half at home. Ah, it's it, the, the Patriots only beat the Jets, but they play or they but they play in close games. The Chargers are coming off that unbelievably terrible looking game uh, that they played right before their bye, and it, it's escaping me who they played, but. Was it Cleveland? Was it the game against Cleveland? No, Cleveland they, was the week before that. If they beat Cleveland. Baltimore. It was that's Baltimore, who it was. Yeah. They, they looked where they looked just horrendous as a team um, and didn't have any idea what was going on. They're going forward on fourth and eight from their own five or whatever. 
Uh, I think the Chargers really, really get right in this game. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if they cover. I think I know it's you know West Coast or East Coast to West Coast. You're traveling, yada yada yada. But I I, I like Belichick and then the Patriots to keep it close. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints, and Bavada has the Saints plus five at home. Tampa just Tampa just scores. They just yeah. score and score and score. And Mike, whether it's Mike Evans or Godwin, they didn't even have Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. And like Fournette scores touchdowns every week now. There's no Gronk. Like the just, offense is too good to keep up with right now. And Brady, when he has time, he can just sit back there and pick defenses apart. And this is going to be a lot different than Geno Smith and what the Saints saw. And I still wasn't impressed with the Saints' offense. Like mm-hmm. they they dink and dunk, but Seattle's defense is, is whatever. Um, they're they're going to need a lot more in this game to keep it close. I, I like Brady and the Bucks here. The Washington football team travels to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos, and Bavada has the Broncos minus three at home. I just don't think the Broncos are good. Right. I like I don't and Bridgewater is clearly dealing with some sort of injury. Uh, I know, I know on Better's Delight we call him Teddy Blankets, because the guy, you know, Teddy covers, nice Teddy Blankets. He covers everything, but I, I just don't trust the rest of that team. Judy coming back's great. Heineke Heineke's always good for a, a little bit of magic. I think they I think they can cover this game out there. Gibson, obviously, his health certainly matters. McKissick's been an all right backup. Uh, but it, because because the Broncos can't really move the ball that well on offense, I, I kind of lean towards the football team here. All right. Disrespectful line here, too, as far as I'm concerned. The Dallas Cowboys head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings plus just three. Who's it disrespectful for? The Cowboys. The Vikings, however, have played in nothing but close games, including barely losing in overtime to the, the who pe- some people are saying are the best team in the AFC in the Bengals. So is it is it that the Vikings are better than we thought and they're getting a little bit more respect in Vegas than they probably deserve? Or do the Vikings actually just stink and they got lucky? In the- that is what I lean towards. Well, we're certainly going to find out. I mean, Dallas's offense just rolls. They're coming in off a of bye. It's just weapon after weapon. Gallup was cleared to practice, so he's going to be back soon. Yep. I'm, I'm very ter- I'd be very terrified of anybody who's remaining on that Cowboys schedule, uh, including the Eagles. Uh, very terrified. Um, but to me, to me, I think the Vikings at home can keep it close. They have just as many weapons. They're also coming. I think were they on a bye this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were coming off of a bye. That means one extra week for Dalvin Cook to rest and get back to try to or try to get back to as close to 100% as possible. Dallas's defense is not anything special. I know Diggs is having a great year, but outside of Diggs and Micah Parsons, there's a lot of holes on that defense that can be exploited if you game plan correctly. We got to see what happens. I like the Vikings, though, in this. Greg, I don't do this often. I'm going to give not only my lock of the week, but my double lock of the week. Wow. Cowboys minus three and the over in this game at 50, the over under is 55. I, the, the Vikings have not played high scoring games though. So you're going to need a lot. I mean, the expectation is that the Cowboys are going to get a majority of that. I Did you not before. hear me say double lock? The double lock. I listen, double lock. It is. I'm going to, I'm trying to get some units here. <laughs> we may soon enough. We'll see. Yeah. Well, not the most exciting close to this football weekend. A real get-right game for one of these teams. The New York football giants head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the Chiefs minus 10 at home. I know we're acting like the Chiefs are just the worst team in the league now. Mahomes is done. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs just don't have it anymore. But the Giants aren't good. No. Like, I know the Giants beat the Panthers, but they're also not good. Like... Come on, everybody. Like, oh, the Giants' defense was so good against Carolina. Again, a bad team. Like, this is, a, this is, this is the definition of a get-right game for the Chiefs. I, I envision multiple, multiple passing touchdowns for Mahomes. It, this is, it, it just, to me, it makes no sense that you're going to have, all of a sudden, because of one game, you know, complete faith that the Giants can, can, 
go in and beat Kansas City. It just doesn't, It to me, that does not compete. I can't understand it. I believe that this is a situation uh, where Kansas City completely rolls here and potentially gets it completely back and headed in the right direction. Super quick, because we're right at the time where we'd like to be done with the show. Bonus college game. Fun one in the state of Michigan. Uh, Number six, Michigan takes on number eight, Michigan State. Bavada has Michigan State plus four and a half. You know, it's a weird year for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, I think this Michigan team is actually for real. I think they're actually for real. They've been impressive. They've beat teams big. They're supposed to beat big. I think this Michigan team is, is the real deal. I think they can cover it. I really do. I hope I hope they don't just because because uh, uh, Mario Hines will actually uh, be be in the house, be at uh, Underdog Studios. Wow! Here in uh, the middle of November, and uh, that. It's going to fall on the same day as that Michigan State-Ohio State game. And it would be a lot more fun if Michigan State is uh, still unbeaten. That's that's a lot to look forward to. I I hope for your sake that happens, but I don't know if it will. Mm -hmm. Eh, Life will go on either way. College football's over, too. We don't even pay attention to it anymore. Don't even pay attention to it anymore. Better's delight. Nine Uh, overtimes. The overtime rule. Once I found out what the overtime rule is, that's the biggest joke in all of I, I think it's I think it's we, gets we to ruined, be fun. We've ruined the most fun thing that we had in terms of overtime for any sport. Oh, you're kidding we yourself. Ruined. You weren't watching that game. You're right. That you're game right. was fun. Three on three hockey overtime is much better than college football overtime was. Settling on a two point conversion play over and over again, Chris, come on. That's not football. Yeah, you That's didn't not football. You did not, not watch it. You you were watching a Lynn Manuel Miranda joint. You you did not watch the game. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, no, Hamilton's I would have Hamilton enjoyed, spectacular. I don't, care, I don't care if you come on, uh, if, I, if I'm a Penn State fan or not, I wouldn't have enjoyed that. I love the intrigue of the drive from the 25. I think that that makes it so much, so much better. And there's actual strategy. It's not one play. It's a shootout. You, you change it into a soccer shootout, and that's dumb. I watched a nine-overtime game this past weekend, and it was spectacular. That's the only thing. The show's over. You're wrong, and the show's over. For Greg Cron, I'm Chris Orwell. Uh, Agree to disagree, as and if that's not the point of this show, I don't know what is. But uh, for Greg Cron, I'm Chris Orwell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.